Welcome to Shear Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth Through the Bible series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon. In the last sermon, we came to the section in chapter 15 of 1 Samuel, where Samuel confronts Saul over his disobedience in the case of the Amalekites and King Agag, and the way they the way Saul and his men dealt with the dedicated items, the things they were supposed to totally destroy, how they kept the best of the sheep and the oxen and the plunder for themselves. They kept the spoil from their victory. Remember we were in verse 19, we read where Samuel says, Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? And Samuel tells Saul, Why did you swoop down on the spoil? and do evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me, and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice the Lord your God. In Gilgal. We spoke about the lies, we spoke about the excuses that Saul makes for his actions. We see how he's gone from this very humble man to now a very prideful king who's concerned for what the people think. And the pitfall of leadership to be so concerned about those that you think you receive your power from that you change what you know is right. His authority comes from God, not from the people. And he's so concerned about the men that he lets them take the plunder. He lets them take the spoil. And the excuse is, well, we did it because we were going to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Again, he says, your God to Samuel. And you see that distance between himself and God as Samuel becomes the one identified with God and not Saul. The Lord your God in Gilgal. How Gilgal has played a role throughout this. You remember back in 1 Samuel chapter 10 when Samuel is dealing directly with Saul himself at the very beginning when he first anoints him and pours the oil upon him as king. How he says, and let it be when these signs come to you in verse 7, that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. And you shall go down before me to Gilgal. And surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. And how Samuel will be involved with Saul in his kingship to offer the sacrifices. And Gilgal would be a special place. And then you go ahead to chapter 11 and we study the coronation after the great victory against the Ammonites, how they went down and they had the coronation of Saul at Gilgal, and the sacrifices and peace offerings were made. 
And Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. So all the people went to Gilgal. And there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they made sacrifices of peace offerings before the Lord. And there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And you have the high point in this anointing, this coronation of the king. And then you go down to chapter 13 and we study the unlawful sacrifice. In fear of the Philistines waiting the seven days, Samuel's not there yet and Saul is impetuous and he's brazen and he's fearful and he, he's disobedient and he performs the sacrifices himself as the people were trembling at Gilgal. And the Lord gives the first rejection of him and he says through the prophet Samuel you have done foolishly in verse 13 of chapter 13 you have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God which he commanded you for now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever but now your kingdom shall not continue and then here now at Gilgal again you have the final rejection of the king from the coronation from the joy to this last act of disobedience, Saul goes and he builds a monument to himself for what he has accomplished. And he goes down and he goes to Gilgal again. And again there are sacrifices. And again their sacrifices are apart from Samuel. And this time what they're sacrificing are not the things that God wants. He wanted these things destroyed. And he commits the sin of Achan. And the the feet of Ai comes all over again. And Saul uses religion to justify their actions. And here we will have the final rejection of Saul again at Gilgal. The rejection is king. And Gilgal means circle of stones. Remember, Gilgal was the first campsite that the Israelites were in when they came across the Jordan under Joshua. And Joshua told them to take the stones from the Jordan and to set that circle of stones up, Gilgal, as a memorial. If you remember back in Joshua chapter 4, in verse 24, he says he does this that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. God is to be feared. Certainly, love, perfect love, casts out fear. And in the, in the new covenant relationship we have with the Lord through Jesus Christ, in that love, we're freed from fear. But when someone in authority starts to set themselves up over God, when the monument is made to their accomplishments, when they use the position they're in from the Lord, when they use religion as an excuse for disobedience, then they should remember that circle of stones at Gilgal that declare that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that we should fear the Lord our God forever. And Gilgal stands in the case of Saul as a clear reminder to those in ministry to learn the lesson from Saul that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that we should fear the hand of God, that we should fear the Lord our God forever. After hearing these excuses, after hearing the 
the sheep after hearing Saul say, well, I did the mission of God. I destroy the Amalekites totally. And look, here's Agag, the king of Amalek. We spoke about that last time. This is not Saul saying, who am I? I'm a man that's sinful. Who am I that I should cast the first stone? Because they've slayed all the others. This is the empathy of one in power to another in power. The cronyism of those who have authority over the foot soldiers and the peons. And the one who was the representative of the people, the one who gave the commandments for the Amalekites to plunder and do their evil, this one Saul takes pity upon because he sees himself in this one. And he's going to give him privilege that was not due him. Joshua punished the kings first. You don't punish the foot soldiers, as I said last time, and let Hitler or Bin Laden go. But Saul associates himself with King Agag. And so he lets him live, apart from the word of the Lord. And he uses the excuse of sacrifice to justify the people taking the best of the plunder. So Samuel said, in verse 22, one of the most important sections of scriptures has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord he also has rejected you from being king and this is the final rejection to obey is better than sacrifice how much over the centuries in the nation of Israel and in the Christian church have the things that have been done as part of religion been the burnt offerings and sacrifices which serve as an excuse even as Saul is using it as an excuse not to to do what God really, truly desires his people to do. He say, well, but sacrifices were appointed by the scriptures. Yes, God gave it to them. And, and sacrifice is part of obedience many times. But it's all too easy to do exactly what we want to do, just like Saul. To go our own way, and not be concerned for what God wants because it might be too hard for us or we don't want to hear it or we have some excuse but it's really stubbornness it's rebellion and then do religious things that have a connection to the truth God gave them the sacrifices and feel look how good we are we're worshiping the Lord your God we've done this service and we walk away feeling fine because, well, we're religious people. How many people this morning will go up to receive some form of communion in some type of Christian church? They consider it the sacrifice. 
and it was the sacrifice. Jesus made the sacrifice. We remember that at the communion table. So there's truth, just like the Levitical sacrifices. And yet, they know not the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is not the concern if you speak to them about hearing the voice of the Lord, they will look at you. You believe God is really there. You believe God really will speak to you. You believe the Bible is really the word of God. And yet they'll walk out of that church feeling good. Well, I went up and received communion this morning. I did a religious duty. I had an action I performed in some type of service unto God. But no idea of hearing the voice of the Lord, heeding the voice of the Lord. Were you to meet them outside of the church and said, you know, Jesus said, the one who you went in and supposedly took the communion about, you must be born again. You might be dismissed as some type of fanatic or religious nut. Because that means a change. That means actually making our lives line up with what God wants, heeding the voice of the Lord. Samuel says here, early on at the beginning of chapter 15, verse 1, heed, he says to Saul, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Heed the voice of the words of the Lord. What does God want? We love to hear from our radio family to know if our program has helped you in your walk with the Lord. All correspondence should be mailed to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.